is the Mark Simone Show. On the voice of New York, 710 WOR. Well, we got a lot to get to this hour. We'll get to the border coming up. We'll get to Eric Adams' uh, state of the uh, whatever it was speech uh, yesterday. Uh, hey, Donald Trump in court today. You know, they say uh, no one's above the law, but that's really not true. Uh, you know, if you're a major Democrat, you're kind of above the law. You, uh, yeah, these things they charge Donald Trump with, nobody else would get charged with. Nobody. Well, I had all those classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Well, Biden had uh, like 15 times as many classified documents in 20 different locations, unsecured. Uh, he didn't get charged with anything. Mike Pence. Every everybody has classified documents. Bill Clinton had it happen. He did get charged, but the case got uh, dismissed. Supreme Court tossed it out. Uh, even this rape case, it's a very serious thing, a rape accusation. But if anybody went to the police about anybody else and said, I was raped, when? I don't know. Do you know what year? No. <laughs> the case would not end up in a courtroom. So here's you got this woman who said... Uh, she was raped. She can't remember when, has no idea what year it took place. Somewhere in the 90s, she believes. And then uh, she did an article, New York Magazine, where she wore the dress. We put it on the cover even. This is the dress I was raped in, this Donna Karen dress. Well, then the Donna Karen experts uh, check into it. They find out the dress didn't exist in the 90s. It wasn't invented till years later. Uh, her story falls apart. And... Uh, one of the reasons she won't say what year, anything, Donald Trump keeps meticulous records and he saves them forever. So if she ever did give a date or a time, he could check his records and see where he was. And at that time, back in those days, when he when he traveled around, he always, always, always had one, often two bodyguards with him. He was never alone. He did, And he never went into Bergdorf Goodman or anything like that. And even if he met a woman, hey, and I've been with him and back in those days in the 90s. I was with him a million times when he met a woman. I noticed he was always quite the gentleman, actually quite old-fashioned and... Uh, and uh, well-mannered. You go, watch that Billy Bush tape. You know, they always cut out the part where he meets the woman. Uh, they play you the locker room talk on the bus, but if you, you can probably go on YouTube and find it. Watch the rest of the video. When the bus stops, the doors open, and there's the woman. Watch when he gets off what he says to her. He said, hello, it's very nice to meet you. My, you look very lovely. What a beautiful dress. So nice to meet He's just an old-fashioned gentleman. Uh, let's say he met a woman in Bergdorf, and he wanted to do something with her. As he's pointed out, he's not going to go in the dressing room and try to have sex with her in a dressing room. Let's say he met a woman and he did want to have sex with her. Well, right across the street, he owns a hotel, the plaza at the time he owned the hotel. So right across the street, he's got 1,100 bedrooms there. He also owns, I think, like three major apartment buildings within one block, Trump Tower across the street. Let's say he doesn't want to go there. He owned Trump Park. 59th, a block away, and the building next to it, another. So three apartment buildings. And in those three buildings, he probably personally owned 20, 25 apartments there. So he really didn't need to do anything in addressing them. The whole story makes no sense at all. Nobody else would get jammed up with this except him. So uh, they've already declared him guilty. Why? Because it's a Manhattan jury, a Trump-hating judge, a Trump-hating jury. Can you imagine this jury? Uh... When did the rape take place? I have no idea. Do you know what year? No. Guilty. 
only in Manhattan. So they're just trying to decide what the uh, penalty should be. $10 million, $2 million, $5. He wants to take the stand today. We'll see if he uh, can. He's been yelling, and he's right. She should pay him for this stupid claim that uh, most people don't believe. And this is, she's always been, uh, kind of, I've always thought it was just kind of a total whack job and nut. There's a video of her uh, years ago on Anderson Cooper where she's talking about how rape is sexy. You know, it was like a pro-rape thing. It's very sexy. It's very, uh, I think the Trump people wanted to play this video in the court. But uh, I don't think they were allowed to. There's also uh, some Facebook posts from hers of hers years ago where she talks about how she loves The Apprentice. It's her favorite show. Does that make sense if that rape story was true? Uh, I don't know. So there is a, a double standard. Uh, there are people who are above the law. They're called Democrats, <laughs> Democratic leaders. Now, the other case today, and this is another anti-Trump thing. Uh, if you defy a subpoena, Congress wants you to testify Peter Navarro worked for Trump. You've heard him on this show. He's a nice, mild-mannered, uh, you know, classy, executive sort of type, quiet guy, Peter Navarro. So uh, he was part of the Trump uh, Oval Office, and they subpoenaed him to testify, and he didn't comply with the subpoena. His attorneys told him, since he worked in the Oval Office with Trump, that he would have an executive privilege, and he didn't have to answer the subpoena. He listened to them. Well, they declared him in contempt of Congress, and uh, it's, again... Because it's a Trump guy, because it's a double standard, he was convicted. Washington, D.C., Trump-hating judge, Trump-hating jury, they convicted him. Today, he goes into court for sentencing. Prosecutors are asking for six months in jail, a $200,000 fine. Now, if this guy gets, well, he's been convicted. If he gets jail for this, this is unheard of. You want a list of how many Obama, Clinton, how many Democratic officials have defied a congressional subpoena and never gotten charged with anything? It's an endless list. I'll give you one name on the list. Attorney General Eric Holder. Eric Holder, Obama's Attorney General, refused to comply with the subpoena, didn't testify in front of Congress. No one's above the law? Democrats are. He didn't get charged with anything. He's fine. Happens all the time with Democrats. Million Obama... Clinton officials defied the subpoena, never got charged. So later today, look for uh, Peter Navarro. Unfortunately, might get uh, sentenced to jail. Hey, I told you about this uh, World Economic Forum, Davos, these idiots, these elitist morons from around the world, these globalists all get together and plot to ruin your life. This is, this is where they want they want the open border. They, should be, they always talk about one world. The guy that runs this wrote an idiotic book, called The Great Reset, where he said nobody should own anything. You shouldn't own a car. Nobody should own anything. Uh, and the government will take care of everything. He writes about one world, open borders. China should be leading the world. And they want to take away They want to take away your car, your gas stove. You want to take away your air conditioner. They keep telling you it's going to get warmer, but they want to take away your air conditioner, as uh, Steve Moore pointed out. And now the new thing is coffee. They had big speeches at Davos about coffee, the brewing of coffee contributes to climate change they want to take coffee away now go try that this will be the end of the democratic party with uh voters especially under 40 this is their whole life is coffee now <laughs> that's all they care about is coffee you know they yell and scream uh, why should i pay three dollars for a gallon of gas but they'll pay seven dollars for a cup of coffee go figure this out this is why starbucks is everywhere this is what this is all you talk to anybody Anybody in an office in their 20s, their 30s, 
This is all they care about is coffee. Hey, I always read those uh, uh, dating app web you know profiles in the dating apps. It, you learn a lot. So lately, when they put what they love, you know, it used to be uh, uh, you know uh, jogging, uh, music, uh, concert. Now it's coffee. Coffee's right up there. In fact, you see this word all the time, the phrase coffee enthusiast. They put that right in their profile. I'm a coffee enthusiast. That used to be wine years ago. Oh, I'm a wine enthusiast. I'm a wine collector. Now it's coffee. So this could be the end of the line for these elitists. You know, one thing to take away your stove, your uh, your air conditioner, your refrigerator. But now they're trying to take coffee away. This is not going to go well. Uh, this is all, you know... Down the hall here to our uh, massive kitchen, there's like uh, five coffee makers. Two nobody can figure out. There's one that nobody's ever used. <laughs> it's, nobody can figure out how to use that machine. You know, well, over at Fox in the green room, there's uh, there's uh, several green rooms. I have to go all the way down to the other one because there's one coffee maker where you just push what you want and hit start. But there's one in the other green room. Nobody has ever figured this out. It can make any kind of cappuccino, espresso, but no one can figure out how to use it. Uh, Jeff Bezos, 60th birthday party. Does he look 60? I guess he does. I don't know. But uh, 60th birthday party was a big deal in Los Angeles. Uh, look at the list here. Uh, this is a big guest list. Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner. Yeah, see, they want they want back in with the uh, the elitists. They want to get. That's why they're uh, distancing themselves now. Jay Z, Beyonce, uh, uh, Oprah, Gail King, Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, Kendall Jenner. Uh, now you got the, those idiots, but you got the Bob Iger, Bill Gates, Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner. Now, now. Uh, Oh, keep an eye on that. What is Roger Goodell doing at the Bezos birthday party? A lot of people are worried that Amazon will offer so much money that they'll take the NFL off TV networks and put it on Amazon. People have always worried about that. So this is significant. The Roger Goodell at the uh, Jeff Bezos party. Uh, there's a million other stupid names here. Uh, if you got invited to uh, Jeff Bezos' birthday party, what would you get him? He's the richest man in the world. He's worth like $190 billion. What would you get the guy? What could you get him? A book? He's the largest seller of books in the world. What could you buy anywhere that he isn't the guy you'd have to buy it from? I don't know. Well, luckily the invitation said absolutely, absolutely no gifts. They did not want any gifts, which is fine. Uh, actually, he's worth $177 billion. I want you to think about that. You're worth $177 billion. Let's say there was a hole in your pocket and you didn't know it. And while you were outside walking, $5 billion fell out of your pocket. Would it bother you? Nice. Uh, what is it for? Something about animals. They're trying to save it. So they're going after Groundhog Day. They want Groundhog Day stopped. Because it's an exploitation of a groundhog. It's the groundhog's like one thing in the world. Nobody would pay attention to groundhogs if it wasn't for this one day. You think there would have been a groundhog in Caddyshack if it wasn't for Groundhog Day? Now, here's the other reason to get rid of this. Nobody ever stops to look at this. They have this Groundhog Day every year. This uh, Punxsutawney Phil. What's the, there's one in Staten Island now. There's a Staten Island groundhog. And it's to predict... How many more weeks of winter will it get nice out or will winter continue? And it's to predict this. Nobody ever tells you the track record of groundhogs predicting the weather. They've been correct 39% of the time. That's not a great track record. 
That means most of the time they're wrong. So why are we even listening to this groundhog? 39% correct, uh, mostly wrong. You know how people always say the farmer's almanac is, predicts a bad winter or predicts a good winter? Did we tell you about this farmer's almanac? Their accuracy rate is 5%. 95% of the time they get it wrong. I always use the farmer's almanac as a reverse barometer. So like this year or last year when they said it's going to be a cold, snowy, snowy winter, you know there's going to be no It's nothing to worry about. Uh, Eric Adams, did you understand this speech yesterday? What's the main thing people want to hear about? Crime and these illegals. These illegals destroying the city, destroying the city's budget. What does he talk about? Social media. Officially designated social media as a public health crisis has it in New York City. What the hell is he talking about? He's talking about kids. It's funny. They used to make these speeches in the 1950s about television. Television was destroying kids. They, whenever there was a new technology, they always made these speeches, these totally out-of-touch politicians. Just as the Surgeon General did with tobacco and guns, we're treating social media like other public health hazards, and it must stop. You could put him in a loony bin for this. What the hell is he talking about? I could see not wanting your uh, 10-year-old to be smoking, but uh, I don't think Instagram is going to kill him. Now, all we want to hear about is what the hell are you going to do about these migrants, these illegals, who are not only destroying neighborhoods, destroying Manhattan, destroying uh, Brooklyn, Queens. The, they're just destroying everything. They uh, are also absolutely wiping out the budget of New York, costing us a fortune. Get them out of here. Load them up on buses. Send them to Washington, D.C. He hasn't got the nerve to do it. Uh, but he did bring it up in the speech. But we need others to do their part. The federal government must step up and step in. This is a national crisis that calls for a national solution. Yeah, see, that's what he doesn't get. I don't know why he doesn't get this. No, they don't have to step in. They can actually do nothing if they want to. You have to force them to do it. You got uh, Governor Abbott of Texas. This guy's got guts. He's brave. He's smart. He got overrun. He Think about this. Texas got overrun. They had like 4 million of these migrants. We got 150,000 and we're in crisis. Can you imagine him? Five million of them are in the state. So he gets buses. He starts sending them to other cities. He starts just loading them on buses, sending them to New York, Chicago, L.A. That's the smart thing to do. And he, one reason he's doing it as as a publicity stunt, because not only is he getting rid of them, but he's causing so much publicity. He's bringing so much attention to the problem. It's forcing everybody to look at it. So it's a smart thing to do. And that's what Adam should do. The, don't keep saying the federal government must step in. They've let you know a million times they're not stepping in. They're not going to bother. So you have to force it. You have to send them on buses and drop them off in front of the White House. Kamala Harris, borders are, drop them off in front of her house. He's afraid to do it. Now, at one point, he did head to Washington, to the White House. He was going to confront the Biden administration about this. But on the way there, he got arrested by the FBI. <laughs> he got stopped by the FBI. They told him he's under investigation. They took all his devices. So they do weaponize that Justice Department. And they did that to intimidate him. I don't know if he's done anything wrong. Nothing's come of it. But obviously it was to shut him up and intimidate him. And it kind of worked. And uh, uh, it's going to work against any uh, official. And it got Kathy Hochul to be careful. Because she doesn't want uh, a federal investigation with her husband and all those deals. And uh, so turn turn him the other direction. Send him to Washington. Don't send him here. But we'll pay for it. Because that would only cost a few million. 
instead of the twelve billion keeping him here will cost. But anyway, we'll take some calls in a minute. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten is the number. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Check out the webpage. There's some great stuff up there. Donald Trump has lost some weight. One reason he's playing tennis now. Is he any good? Well, watch this. He watch Donald Trump. This video. He plays tennis with Serena Williams. Wait till you see it. Watch this and picture Joe Biden trying to do this. Uh, also, Jeff Bezos can give you some great advice. Love him or hate him. Shrewd, smart guy. What do you do when you got a real problem? What do you do when you're under stress? Watch this. Jeff Bezos, a great, great uh, life lesson. It's up on the webpage. Go to 710WOR.com slash mark. 710WOR.com slash mark. I'm Len Berman. I'm Michael Riddle. What's Nikki Haley's future? ABC political director Rick Klein checks in. And it's time for me to win yet again in tag team trivia with our listeners. It's Len Berman and Michael Riddle in the morning. Tomorrow, 6 to 10 a.m. on The Voice of New York, 710WOR. Speedy recovery for Defense Chief's secret prostate cancer surgery on Christmas Eve, not informing even the president. Returned in ambulance with pain, abscess, bowel obstruction. Secret turned disaster. Sadly believed as urologists like many with prostate cancer. Radical prostate surgery has many complications.